0: this is what's great about sports, this is what the greatest thing about sports is, you play to win the game, hello, you play to win the game,
1: you don't play to just play it,
0: that's the great thing about sports, you play to win, and I don't care if you don't have any wins, you go play to win. If you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. Because it matters. Cover 49. I am your host, Tesh. And I got the the guru himself, the swami himself, the man that called it from the get go. I called it. I've been saying it. Rummy. Rummin. Rummin, yep. He already put a. Uh, article out on Josh Fields and when he put it out I was like man this is a well done article but there's no way the Niners or he's gonna fall to number twelve. I've been texting you less since day one after this article. You know what he's been texting me since the offseason started saying that the Niners are gonna trade up and I just didn't see because this is probably the biggest trade of our lifetime as a footy Niners fan. What exactly do we give up for the trade? Do you remember? We gave up a pick swap this year so um
1: we swapped 12 and 3 and two first and two first round picks from next year and the year after. And next year's uh comp, uh compensation pick, third round pick we got for for Salah. So we have our own third round pick next year. So right. and we still got our second. So we still
0: got nine picks in this draft with our yeah. second round. So we can address secondary in that second round too. Yep, we got nine picks in the draft and we got the third overall pick. I mean, as a fan base. What else is there to ask for? You know what I mean? You can't. I mean, but this is the pick that defines you as a
1: head coach and a GM. I mean, They, they hit on this pick. We're talking about maybe a dynasty, especially with this defense.
0: Heck, yeah. And miss,
1: we're, we're set back maybe two, three years of wasting our defense's
0: prime. Yeah. In two, three years, John Lynch and Shanahan are going to be fired. But they put their money with their mouth is and they are trying. And that's all I care about. Even if it doesn't work out, at least we can say we tried. You know what I mean? They did, yeah, hundred percent. And I mean this is the most excited I've been as a 49er fan for the quarterback position. We got into it a little bit, but you have put out a seven page article for absolutely free on Twitter. Thirteen actually. Thirteen 12. page 12. thirteen page article. I guess I printed it out and printed it out in seven, but thirteen page article. Oh back and forth. Yeah. Oh back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um and then so we're gonna get into it. We're gonna break down this article. We're not gonna go over paragraph by paragraph, but there's some things that I highlighted. There's some great points that uh, R- Roman makes that we got to go over. And let's just get into it. Let's just get into it, man. But, oh, but before, cool. we, I'm ready. I'm ready. before we do it, I just want to tell everybody, I'm going to tweet out the link when I tweet out the podcast for the article. Everybody's got to read the article, especially that Justin Fields is, a, um, is almost a surefire pick for us. Either it's going to be Fields or it's going to be uh, Wilson. Gundy. Or, you know, it might be Mac Jones, but we'll see. Hopefully, it's not Mac Jones. We'll get into Man, that later.
1: I mean, we, we still have Jimmy around. I mean, I feel I realistically think Jimmy will play this year as right. he will be the starter this year, right? We'll have to we'll, hold another
0: conversation. We'll get, we'll get into what's three later, but uh, let's 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 break down. So, some notes I got. Um, the issue with quarterbacks that uh that play and spread offenses, they aren't pocket passers. They struggle reading the field. They're improper mechanics, reckless with the football. Justin Fields and Trey Lance both fit that mold. Um, where can they improve? So you you start off the with the article talking about um, Wilson and Fields, and you go on to say what I just read. They aren't pocket pressers, They struggle in reading the field, improper mechanics, reckless with the football. How I can wouldn't say improve? that about Fields. I would say that's like uh, – so really the knock on Fields that people are giving him is um... –
1: he has a really delayed reaction reacting to the blitz which is scary because he takes more time in a clean pot in, in a versus the blitz versus in a clean pocket so it takes him like a little bit longer to process a blitz and that's scary in the nfl because yeah these guys are faster corners are faster so that can be the difference between a pick a completion or even an complete pass or even a touchdown and that's really the knock on fields and for trey lance it's very similar for him as well too like those um like you could say the same things about him as well and also the fact he has only 288 pass attempts separating himself from high school to the nfl which is scary on its own that's 17 games that's like 15 that's like about that's like 15 passing attempts per game and that's scary on its own part right hell of an athlete but such a small sample size so I mean the coin could go either way. I mean, yeah, I mean the, the top end talent's there for um for both of them, but you can have a situation like Han Kaepernick where you look at his highlight reel and you're like, wow, this guy's amazing. But quarterback's really about playing, okay, so 10 out of 10 times, one one or maybe two times out of the 10 plays, you make an incredible play. But what are you doing eight out of 10 times? Right. Are you making are you hitting that simple five yard curl, that five yard, ten yard slant, ten yard dig? It's not sexy. Are you doing it right?
0: So, yeah, um, so you go on and say that you could teach quarterback fundamentals, however, they can't teach potential. You and cannot so, teach potential, and you so you
1: can't teach a, a cannon for an arm, and you cannot teach the ability to escape,
0: and you can't teach four three speed. You either have it or you don't in the NFL. And then you go on and say, if there's one coach that can help iron out the faults, I'm putting my money on Kyle Shanahan. Why, Kyle oh. Shanahan? Come on, man. The way he
1: schemes up his offense, if you looked at RG3, his rookie year, honestly, teams were so scared of the run game. RG3 got like most of his pa- passing yards from basically three play-action plays, and that's coming from Mike Shanahan himself, Kyle Shanahan's dad. Right. Uh, let me actually pull up the stats. How many yards you got off play-action? I can bring that up right now. Yeah, so RG3 led the NFL – in uh, play action, passing yards at eighteen hundred twenty, twenty six. So he's put, he put up eighteen hundred yards on play action alone. I think he had around thirty two hundred passing yards. So basically, over half of his yards coming off the play action game, because teams were so scared of his running ability. And when you talk about Justin Fields and Trey Lance, you're gonna have you're gonna have to give them design design QB runs, the read options, because I don't think they're ready to full on go okay drop back pass go one to two to three they're just not ready for that and that if if you expect them to do that they will be bust but that's why you draft these guys these uh with who run four fours and have crazy arms because they can execute the play action game and they can drop those 20 30 yard bombs at garoppolo camp and even if they aren't comfortable with what they see in drop back passing game they can escape they can scramble
0: yeah, so, if there's one I mean, coach who
1: can make it easy and give wide open reads, it's Cal Shanahan.
0: Right. So succeed in the unscripted plays. Yep. Um, so you go on to say that with a Fields or a Lance, you have six people that are legitimately a threat to run the football. Which adding a dual threat quarterback is going to give defense quarterback or defense coordinators nightmares. Um, with Fields, you feel like he is a a real run threat option. And yeah, the one difference, yeah, I think he's
1: built like RG three in terms of speed wise. Well, and why that's important uh, versus Trey Lance. Trey Lance is a phenomenal athlete himself, but he—if you look at the his runs, they're very inverted. A lot of inverted beer, a lot of quarterback draws, where he's taking hits in the middle of the field. That's how you get hurt in the NFL. Whereas RG three, it's fake read out to the perimeter. That's the same way Lamar Jackson runs it too. Right. Fake the read, get out to the perimeter where you're getting hit by corners and DBs. So those collisions are a lot. You aren't likely to get injured versus running it up the middle with 300 pound guys, 250 pound linebackers, and getting smacked and putting your three first round picks on the line, basically. So when it comes to being a running quarterback, they add another person in the box. So let's say for example, Niners line up in 21 with Juice, Moster, five offensive linemen, Garoppolo. You don't have to, you can completely disregard Jimmy Garoppolo as a threat in the box, but with Justin Fields, you have to respect it. And that's, you have to bring another person in that box just so there's not always a numbers advantage there. And let alone, we talk about Debo coming on a ghost motion, IU coming on a ghost motion. It just causes chaos, especially for linebackers and teams who have bad eye discipline. I mean, Blake Martinez got butchered by that Debo reverse even week two uh week two Ayuk scored on that because Blake Martinez still couldn't I mean keep his eyes in the right place
0: right no and I mean anybody that's gonna go against Shanahan's offense um typically you're trying to keep six in the box to try to stop the run but you know you can't you got to bring seven or eight and then yeah. if you got a quarterback in there, you might have to bring nine. And, I mean, you can't leave Iuk one-on-one. You
1: know what you I mean? I'm not even – the, the scary thing is I didn't even mention Iuk or Kittle in terms of the passing game Right. <laughs> when talking about the box. And let alone Kittle is a great blocker. Juice is a great blocker. I mean, all these receivers are pretty decent blockers as well, too, on the perimeter as well.
0: Yeah. No, definitely. And, I mean, so you go on and talking about – how many times Shanahan wants to run. So you got a paragraph here. It is clear that Shanahan wants to run the ball in 2012. The Redskins ran the ball 54% of the time, second in the NFL and ranked number one in rushing offense. So that's 2012. And then when he was Atlanta, they ran 44% of the time, ninth in the NFL, fifth ranked rushing offense. And lastly, in 2019, 49ers ran the ball 51% of the time. So over half the time, they ran the ball. Um, second in the NFL, second ranked in rushing offense. And for everybody that knows, if somehow you got a young quarterback, you got a running game, you need a running game, it's proving mm-hmm. that Shanahan young wants TV's to run the ball. And a running game. Right. So, And that's
1: cool. the thing. When you talk about Kyle Shanahan as a coordinator, we rave about him as being an Austin genius. So, I mean, honestly, the way he scripts the run game, it carried us to the Super Bowl. You can't tell me he's not the best run game coordinator in football, him and Mike and Daniel.
0: Right, no, no, they are. I mean, Shannon and or Garoppolo passed the ball what like twelve times against the Vikings. Still made
1: it to the Super Bowl, <laughs> even against
0: yeah. the Minnesota game. I mean, we ran, we were running at five yards a
1: clip. Right. And so basically, so we have. I think he's one of the. I think he is the best run game coordinator in all football. I think he's probably the best uh, screen, a uh, top three screen, uh, screening coordinator.
0: Right. So that's
1: four easy completions for Dustin Fields uh, to give to Yak Bros. And then you right. have. His trademark, uh, uh, the Shanahan trademark play-action game, right. which has won them Super Bowls with Young Montana, also John Elway, which is and even damn near won him a Super Bowl in um, Atlanta. Right, and it oh. carried us to a Super Bowl that play-action game as well. Then I mean, that Shan, those Shan- um, The one thing is though, I would criticize him; he's not that creative of a passing game in terms of pure drop-back passing. You have to be one, two, two, three. It's not creative. It's very – I'm guessing what covers they're in, and if it works, it works. The coverage beaters, the general, the general cover beaters. Coverage beater, yeah. So yeah. if it works, it works. I mean – but that's yeah. where I'm – that's the thing. So what Shanahan wants to do is really minimize how many times you drop back and pass. Even Matt Ryan's spectacular um, 2016 year, he was 18th in the NFL in drop back passes. Yeah. Without, oh. and, that, and that's including screens as well, too.
0: No, yeah, absolutely right. And you go on to say, with such a complex run game, Shanahan is able to consistently create layups for his quarterbacks. Um, Certainly, Lance Fields or Lance or Fields can benefit from these high percentage throws, which is like you know the use check on the wheel, or the throwbacks or the easy slants off the uh, play action where they throw. Yeah, the game as well. They they uh Jimmy he loves to do that play action where Jimmy G throws turns his back to the defense, turn around and fires a slant. That's a staple, that's a staple of his offense. And
1: right. one thing is when you turn your back to the defense, uh what if someone blows a block? That's the right. thing we haven't seen with Garoppolo. I mean, if like, uh, for example, this I mean, there's a play in the Saints game, which could have could have cost us the game. Uh it was like second and two. Um they Jimmy turned his back. New Orleans caught us in the blitz, uh, New Orleans blitz the right time. And Jimmy got sacked. And that's the, then New Orleans came down to score the next possession before all that, uh, the catch to Kittle happened. Yeah. That's the thing. When you turn back to pass, you don't see what's going on. That's why it's so effective because teams are so, are going to like bite up very aggressively. And what if, especially with Jimmy Garoppolo, or even if they really do like Mac Jones, to the extent, if someone gets beaten in the, in, in the offensive line of scrimmage there's no way mac jones or jimmy garoppolo can make a guy miss versus fields or lance can run around and make something happen and that's where i feel like shanahan wants the ability so there's two parts of it like where shanahan prefers a guy who gets rid of the ball on time which is matt ryan and Kirk cousins and there's also the other aspect of hey bill me out um Aaron Donald's coming uh, coming at you. Just run around, make a miss, and buy time for IU and Kittle to get twenty yards downfield.
0: Right, the unscripted plays.
1: Those unscripted plays, and especially in this play action game, that's going to be very encouraged. Right, and especially I think, buying time for your receivers to get downfield and take deep shots.
0: And I think he like you know you always allude to like the Bills game where he saw Allen buy a little time for his players where he escaped to his right or his left, but he always had his eyes downfield. I think he fell in love with that type of quarterback.
1: He did. I mean, uh, he he raved about uh, Josh Allen even, like, before the game and after right. the game as well. He also raved about Carson Wentz, too, who at one point was an MVP-type player. So yeah, that's so. the one thing that scares me. Like, what if they do take Trey Lance? Which I would admire. I mean, ugh, such a wild card, but they well, we could would. possibly take Trey Lance, too.
0: Well, we'll get it, we'll get into the quarterbacks in the end, but uh, so the the s or the article goes on to say the other staple of the offense is the bootleg, where Lance or Field can have the perimeter premier and terrorize defense on the edge, gives them easy reads and ability to run. So, easy reads, as in flooding one side of the field, and yep. and and taking one or two reads and take off with your feet, right? And so that's like the that's how we can simplify for a young quarterback to uh, succeed in the offense. Correct. Yep. And especially with play
1: action, your reads are going to be so well defined. Right. It's going to be very easy for the quarterback to be able to do that. And that's something where a young quarterback can succeed, especially with the run game that's going to be thrown at defenses with, and then you add the whole quarterback element to it. So teams are going to be so scared of your run game. They're going to be biting aggressively on every single run, run action fake and, so there's gonna be, I mean, we run that play with where Garoppolo bootlegs it and just dumps off to Debo. And Debo takes it 20, 30 yards. That's right. one. I mean, that's a, that's a one of those layups I'm talking about. And then a pure bootleg where he's fake the handoff, the classic bootleg, roll out, hit Kittle in the middle of the field, and Kittle does work from there. And not only that, it's you put you're just putting the edge players in such a conflict and remember how the Rams did it to us with Jared Goff uh, 2019 to slow down our pass rush. Yeah. So uh, for a a line that probably will, isn't the greatest pass blocking off it's going to slow down the defense where you cannot pin your ears back and aggressively go after fields or fields, for example. So it's going to slow down the pass rush. So when it's late in the game and you're definitely going to have to drop back pass, you're running bootlegs. field is running around. We ran the ball at you 35 times. You can You're not going to be. You don't, you're not going to have the legs to pin your ears back and go get the quarterback. Yeah. And that's what happened to our dominant defensive line in the Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes. As well, we were just our defensive line was tired. And when you're running around the entire game, you just don't have your legs under you. And that's where a mobile quarterback just breaks you.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Now, there is a quote here I need you to explain to me. It says, Shanahan said, if I can eat a whole burger in one bite, that's a lot easier than going down play-by-play. What does that mean?
1: Okay, so this was on I, – I found this little tidbit. Um, so, I mean, everyone knows that Chris Sims and Cal Shanahan are boys, right? Right. So, Chris Sims goes about talking about, like, um, basically – um, when you play, for example, Seattle, where they don't give up the big play and it's very, okay, if you're going to score, it's 10 plays. You have to run 10 perfect plays and you score a touchdown. If you score it, that's why we run the cover three because we force defenses to play perfectly, uh, force offenses to play perfectly right, going downfield. And so his thing was he wants defenses to be undisciplined, And if there's an opportunity to score on one play, he wants to take that opportunity, eat the whole burger in one bite. So, if there's okay, so if a team's violently, I mean, if team with especially the rookie quarterback and fields having this uh, struggling against the blitz, um, Shanahan wants that to happen because if you're blitzing, someone's there's gonna be there's gonna be some there's something open wide, there's something gonna be wide open, right? So, when you blitz, you're blitzing at your own mercy, so it's really like 50 50 thing, and he really wants that ability to okay, you're blitzing, okay, fine, 70 yard bomb touchdown. One play, he wants that ability to happen in the passing game too.
0: Yeah, no, and so you need a, a big time, big arm quarterback who can get the ball down the field, right?
1: You can, and that's how you get defenses stop blitzing. Um, if you can scare a defense vertically, you don't blitz, and then you quarterback can sit in the pocket all day. And the whole point of football is uh, creating matchups and putting defenses in binds. So, do you blitz them at the risk of, of giving up a seventy yard completion, or do you let them sit back and carve you apart? And if you look at the way Kansas teams play Kansas City, it's they're always consistently going through that like buying like shit. Like, right. do we blitz them or get get a seventy yard touchdown to Tyreek Hill, or do we are we letting Mahomes pick us apart five yards at a time and kill our defense's legs?
0: Right. No. And so that goes on to saying farther down the article it says with Jimmy G at quarter or at QB, the issue is. If there is a free rusher at QB, defenses will sack Garoppolo before he has the chance. This allows defenses to be comfortable blitzing and both stop or both stop the run and take away the play action. Aside from Garoppolo's ankles issue, this is why offenses looked the this is why the offense looks horrendous against the Eagles and Dolphins.
1: And yeah, so when you take away the play action game and you force our offense to drop back and pass think about it in our regime we've never came back from seven after halftime shoot so that's what I, what that's telling me is when you take away the run game and which is what seattle remember monday night that monday night football game with the offense sucked right of all, i mean people were dropping we rece- uh, we had we didn't have kittle or sanders granted but the offense struggled and that's because we were forced this seattle dared us to basically play okay we, you are winning this game with Jimmy Garoppolo drop back and pass, drop dropping back and passing. That's how right. basically they played that game. And that's where it gets ugly, especially because um, sometimes it's even, uh, for example, remember week one last year, Murray killed us with his legs and he didn't have the best game passing, but it was his legs that killed us in that game. And having the ability to run and break defense's backs consistently on third down. That's something grapple just doesn't have the ability to do. And one thing is with the Blitz, I uh, remember the Saints game where uh Chauncey Gardner-Johnson – I mean, this was 100% on Mullins, not on the line, but Chauncey Gardner-Johnson was lined up in the slot and, and he blitzed it. every single time. Yeah. And when I say every single time, it was every single time. And Mullins right. just refused to believe it for <laughs> some reason why I – for a dude who's supposed to be a smart robot of a QB, he didn't recognize that, and so teams just get so comfortable blitzing five at us because, well, our offensive line wasn't the great, especially because we had injuries as well, and well, there's no escape, there's no threat of the quarterback run. So with if you blitz and play man coverage against Justin Fields, you're gonna you you can you're at risk of giving up seventy a fifty yard run, and he doesn't even break a sweat. Right. Remember Absolutely. when Colin Kaepernick shredded uh, Green Bay, that's the same with his legs. That's how, we, that's how we got him. Every time they blitzed, Colin Kaepernick ran for 10, 15 yards.
0: Right. And, no, so you go and break down dropbacks, and um, I'm going to have to let the, the listeners read the article, but the one that I want to touch on, assuming if 2021 Niners run 61 plays a game, 54% runs will be 33 plays per game. Even twenty eight dropbacks a game, with the state of the O line, we can see two or maybe three sacks in a game. So roughly twenty six drop drops back in the game. Well, this was this article was written before we resigned Williams and we got a Mac who only really gave up what two sacks last season. So right. I mean, maybe you give up one or two sacks a game. I mean, especially with the mobile quarterback who
1: even the best mobile quarterbacks, Russell Wilson and what's his name? Um, uh, Deshaun Watson, they take sacks because they are mobile quarterbacks, you know, cause they're trying to make a play and I mean, they get caught. I mean, it happens to them as well. So, I mean, they're going to take, I would say two to three sacks easily.
0: Right. And so you, you go on to talk explain that with uh, 28 dropbacks, 39.9% equates to 10.4 dropbacks in a play action, leaving only 11 attempts. that will be a straight dot back and, half of those will probably be a screenplay or something like that. So maybe roughly you're looking at five to eight passes where uh, a young quarterback, a rookie quarterback, maybe have to read uh, coverage. Yeah. And so, especially with how dominant I, I go
1: on explaining, for example, the Rams game where it was very easy for uh, Debo Samuel to, you know, Jimmy G just pitched catch the sidelines and Debo Samuel did the work right there. Iuk had a one ten 10 yard game as well. And then even the New England game, it was, okay, fake the uh, fake the, um, the screen, the perimeter, and Kittle on the slant. And I think Juice caught one up the seam as well. Right. But those it's are real- going to be gimmies, especially with the way our roster design. Debo, if Debo stays healthy, he's going to get three, two to three of those per game. Right. Because he breaks tackle at such an amazing – he's just such a good player. And that's the dude you want in the perimeter. Yeah. Uh, and so he's going to have gimmies there, and – when I mentioned uh, 38 point, it was 38.9% play action passing. Right. So where I got that number from, that was the amount, that was the percentage that Cal Shanahan gave RG3. uh, 38.7% was RG3's percentage of passes being play action his rookie year. Right. So I feel like Shanahan will do something very similar to that. I think that number might even be higher, to be honest, especially because, we got We're a better gonna have games where our run game and defense win the game alone, regardless right. of quarterback,
0: exactly. And so that number might even be higher, right? And so, Shannon, you go on saying Shanahan is one of the best screen, uh, screen gamers, and he has neutralized the number one uh, ranked defense in week seven with most cons, with mostly screens and quick passes. It also, uh, also on an interesting note, Jimmy G throws to his first read 80.9% of the time in 2018 to 2019. So you already got a veteran quarterback that's already throwing to his first read in the best season that he's ever had 80% of the time. I don't understand why a young quarterback or rookie quarterback- I mean, you just explained it right there. I mean, that's the same exact logic I applied right there
1: as well. And if it's coming in the first, in terms of like uh, hitting your first read, the one thing with fields is, can you throw with participation? He has some flashes of it. His thing is, when you have a, an arm that's as strong as his, sometimes you can be a little bit late throwing, uh, throwing with anticipation. But if he learns how to throw with anticipation consistently, which is a huge part of the Shanahan offense, right? Of the drawback passing game. I mean, that's how that's the difference between a good quarterback and a great quarterback. Because if you throw with anticipation, defenses just can't react. You just can't react to it. And that's how you
0: get 15 yards on a very tight coverage. Right. And so the article goes on. You got a little breakdown here. Doing the math on what an average game will look like from fields or lands, 12 play action passes at 67% with 11.8 yards per average equals. Okay. So granted,
1: one thing I want to note, I'm not pulling the numbers out of my ass. Uh, right. These are numbers that RG3 produces rookie year. Right. And these are his exact stats. So. RG3 was a damn near MVP candidate, and uh, that's something that can be replicated with our offense.
0: Right. So with 11.8 yards per uh, uh, yards per average equals 8 for 12 for 146, 11 touchdowns and three interceptions, these numbers come from RG3's rookie year. Four screen passes, four for four with seven yards.
1: These numbers came out of my ass, but at, at the end of the day, like with the Debo, uh, Kittle, and Brandon Ayuk, that's e- so that's going to give or take maybe like one play where we lose two yards and all the big games we'll get to. So that's realistic to expect four yards to play from that.
0: Right. And so you putting that in the equation and doing the research and what your most educated guess, which you backed up in this article, Justin Fields, you're expecting 11 drop back passes a game. If Justin Fields is average, 90% rating six for 11, 55% passing with 7.2 yards of average. That's
1: which- average. That's considered um, that's, those numbers also came out of my ass too. Uh, not, not not really, but it's my educated, yeah. it's my educated guess. So right. that bar is him being an average quarterback, like right. nothing spectacular. Uh, Herbert was a very average quarterback in terms of dropback passing himself this year, and he had the greatest rookie season of all time right. for a quarterback. So if he's bare minimum average as a dropback passer, maybe even so that what 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 I mean by average is a ninety passer rating right he's considered average quarterback play if he's bare minimum that that's roughly six for 11 for 7.2 yards that's roughly around that part
0: right so but you go on to relate that that that's what so jimmy g's best year was roughly around what you think that fields can do but what Fields adds is like we talked about in the beginning article the running ability that jimmy g doesn't bring
1: and i think fields can legitimately rush for 600 800 yards especially with the qb design plays um yeah, I mean, Kyler Murray rushed for 800 yards himself in uh, this past year, and I think Justin Fields can be equally as dominant, if not more. I mean, the dude's 6'2", uh, six two, six three, well over 200, and I hope maybe he might just run a 4'3 in his pro day next week. If he fixes, oh, Chris Sims broke down his – his he has some mechanical issues. Right. Um, and if – Okay, so Kyle Shanahan is a quarterback guru. I'm sure he can iron out those mechanical issues, and I'm not worried about that at all.
0: Right. No, exactly. And so um, the article goes on for a few more pages. You you go and talk about uh, Trey Lance versus um, Justin Fields, who fits better in the system. But uh, I want to bring it all the way back full circle and talking about um, you have a breakdown that you got from, Pro football reference, Kyle Shanahan's most successful quarterbacks. You have Matt Schwab, RG3, Matt Ryan, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, which is very interesting is that Jimmy Garoppolo, even with RG3's rookie year, completed less passes than all the other quarterbacks. So you go from Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, the whole article proves it that Jimmy Garoppolo, at the very best, is an above average quarterback with one of the greatest uh, offensive minds the game has to offer. And so, you don't know, he's just competent. Like, right. He doesn't suck. That's all right. That's what he is. Right. And you're saying that if we measure a young quarterback, a rookie quarterback, a quarterback with the quality traits that you can get at the number three, if you measure him to Jimmy Garoppolo, you can get the same um production out of somebody that's a lot younger with a higher ceiling that's gonna be cheaper and gives you money to do other things like re-sign well, a Fred Warner or Mosa. You're talking about the upside as well too. Yeah. And so so that gets us into so this article and I'm gonna tweet it out with the with the podcast link. Everybody's got to read the article. We just did a quick breakdown, a quick 15-minute breakdown. We even haven't even touched maybe uh, 75% of the article. I mean, there's so many golden nuggets in here. Like I said, I can't believe the man put it out for free. I've seen less quality articles and you have to charge him, like, five bucks to read it. But there's, so, there's four. I mean, Tre- Trevor Lawrence is off the board, right? We would think either one or two, he's gone. Yeah, I mean, if he's not one, if he's somehow
1: not the number one pick, he was going number two.
0: Okay, and so that leaves us with Fields, Wilson, Lance, Trey Lance, and then for some reason... Twitter erupted today with Mac Jones, and um, uh, not Mac Jones.
1: Uh, it was, I can say with full confidence: you don't trade three first-round picks for Mac Jones. If they really liked him that much, they you trade up number six to the Philly,
0: right? I mean, also Mac Jones might have been there at number twelve. That there's that too, yeah. Yeah. So, so definitely not Mac Jones. But when I'm I'm reading the article. And I'm kind of thinking in my head what Shanahan wants to do. He wants to throw those slants behind those linebackers, and Mac Jones made a career out of it this season at Alabama. I can see why they're intrigued with Mac Jones, but like you said, the upside. He's a Kirk Cousins clone. That's... Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think he's more athletic than Kirk Cousins. Um, that's a very
1: that's really low bar.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a very that's low a- bar. But what I was going to say with Lance, Fields, and Wilson, it's just like, their ceiling just seems so much higher. And it's just like maybe Mac Jones, if he came out what like ten years ago, he'd be in that that kind of Phillip Rivers type of
1: mobile.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean Trey Lance all right, uh, Trevor Lawrence might be the overall pick, but I think Mac Jones is what everybody wanted ten years ago. But I just yeah. don't think I mean I just can't can't see how Shanahan had a man crush on Allen after the Bills game and then drafts Mac Jones. You know what I mean? Yeah
1: talked about uh, Carson Wentz too he was gushing about Carson Wentz his athletic ability his big arm right and so, and so if it's not Fields it might be Lance there's a very off chance it might be Lance if I was a betting man i would put my money on um Justin Fields but, but if that, I mean if for some reason the Jets don't take Zach Wilson it's going to be Zach Wilson but that's 100% right there
0: that, that that's the thing it's it's who they fell in love with so They've definitely, I think, you know, I mean, I think that Salah and and uh, had kind of thrown them bold, and they said that, let's just say we're going to draft Wilson, right? If we're going to draft so-and-so. And so the Niners did their best to get up to number three because I, I, I think the teams behind the number three pick were going to draft the guy they wanted. And they draft, they they traded up for a guy that they really fell in love with. And it's, I think they already have the pick in mind. And I think they already know who the pick is going to be is it's, it's maybe they are loving Mac Jones, man. You know what I mean?
1: Maybe, but I highly doubt it, but it's either going to be Zach Wilson or Dustin Fields.
0: I hope so. I hope so. And, and like, uh, you said before our, we got on the air, you really feel like Jimmy G is going to be the quarterback going to the next season, no matter who they draft. If it's, um,
1: unless if Zach Wilson's our quarterback, Zach Wilson is pro-ready to start right now. You think so? 100%. I That guy is special. I mean, the way, he, the way he flicks the ball off his hand, it's just like
0: watching Steph Curry shoot. It's just pretty the way he throws the ball. Right. I think – the Jets are kind of in the same boat as we are in as if they draft a quarterback with their first round or with their first overall pick, they won't have to uh, start him. I think they start They're They're more uncomfortable with starting Sam Darnold, a guy that's been around the league a little bit or not around the league that's been in the league and is a serviceable starter with a better O.C., I think that he they can get something out of him. And they're not forced to start a guy right away. And maybe Fields is the guy that they want. You know what I mean? Could be that too. I mean,
1: yeah. hell, it could be Lance.
0: Yeah. So it's like, it's going to be an interesting month. Like I said in the beginning of the show, what more can you ask for from a fan base? The Niners. I was really worried when they were talking about uh, signing Flacco. Um, I think they were doing their due diligence and just kind of see what Flacco was commanding a little bit. Yep. I do think that they were in the Minshew race a little bit. I, I, yeah,
1: I would believe. I would buy that.
0: Yeah, I would, I would and that. and I mean, I could really see like you know them drafting a Wilson and having like a Minshew as a backup, which I wouldn't be mad I'll, at that at all.
1: That's all. I mean, Minshew played what, like
0: over twenty games. Yeah, right. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take that. Right, and so uh, I was really worried with the Flacco situation that they wasn't taking the quarterback situation seriously, and now they are. Right. I don't have any worries. I mean, we don't even have, we haven't even drafted a quarterback yet. And I'm over here thinking about, man, if Jimmy G gets hurt, that might be a good thing. I, I don't hope anybody ever gets hurt. Right. But if he ever goes down with an injury, which we're not is probably
1: we're not the worst team in football.
0: Right. It's probably it's probably likely it's going to happen until he proves he can stay healthy. um, Which is fair, which is a fair thing. To say. Right. We get, we're going to have a high quality caliber player, way better than a Mullins or a CJ Beathard which uh, C.J. Bethard just got picked up by our old GM, Mr. Balke himself, and Mullins is still out there. I don't know,
1: maybe uh, C.J. Beth's the future over there, and they take uh, they don't take just uh, Lawrence, and that's a whole – I mean, there's a possibility that Justin Fields might go number one, and then number two, it's Trevor Lawrence, and number three, we get Zach Wilson.
0: Wilson. I mean, that's a possibility too. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's fair to say that there'll be a one, two, three quarterback draft this year.
1: Hopefully our boy, Trambalki, screws it up.
0: <laughs> oh, Drafts oh. a defensive lineman. Drafts a defensive lineman takes Peony
1: sword or takes Justin Fields. I was gonna say, what about we take the tackle from Oregon? Oh my God, I'm not watching for this football season. <laughs> I, don't <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> um, Robin, let let them know where they can find you. At man, uh, GB Analytics. 24 and uh if you want to see me complain about the warriors and uh tweet some funny stuff uh 77 j-a-g-d-e-v
0: 77 yeah guys go check out this article i'm gonna put the link in the in the twitter uh follow us on twitter we're very active on twitter um i appreciate you guys being here with us
1: yes sir